1: Yes, you know what that sound is. You know what it means? It means we're back for the after Buzz TV Graceland After Show here today. A day late because we couldn't make it work yesterday, but we're here bringing the episode as usual. Today is Season 2, Episode 6, The Unlucky One the unlucky here one. at after Buzz TV, I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux, hosting it together again, of course, with my amazing co-host back after two weeks, Stephanie Georgie. Hey, y'all. Great to have you back. Um... So of course, last week we did have Jamie Gray Hider, and uh, now this week we have Steffi back. So I always have to have a lovely lady with me. I think. All
2: right? How was um? How was it last week?
1: Oh, it was amazing. It was it was great to talk to her. I always like talking to cast members, and we're going to try to get a few more for you guys as soon as uh, as soon as filming's completely wrapped. They'll probably be back in L.A. and we'll be able to get them in studio for you guys. Um, tonight's episode was intense.
2: It was, and it was really sad. Poor Paige. I wish I was there for her.
1: Oh man, it was it was. It had some scenes that we really don't get an emotional side of Jake's that's not yeah. anger. Right. Like, we usually just get the anger. And it, this and was the like alcohol a good...
2: and the bottles. And this time it was just honest and sincere. I was so proud of him.
1: So before we kind of dive into this episode, which we'll be going through in sections before they kind of meet up with that whole operation on getting Paige out of there... Um, I do want to remind you guys. Please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a comment on iTunes. We have about twenty six ratings on iTunes. Most of them six. Most of them five stars. Uh, but we haven't gotten a comment this season, aside from I think maybe yeah. We've gotten one comment this season. So guys, if you can, please just go to iTunes and you know what? I'm going to give you a shout out. I was right just going to say y-
2: y'all know Stephen will give you a shout out because he looks. We're going
1: to do that <laughs> right now after I find this thing. Um, so, yeah, guys, just go to iTunes, search After Buzz Graceland, and, uh, you know, leave a little comment, and we'll read it out on the air. This one is from, da 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 da. awesome, by Age Patrice, I just got into the show, I watched all the first season in two days, and I'm loving season two, so glad to find there's an After Buzz TV show for it. Thank you, Age Patrice, um, and if you want us to say your name, and Steffi G to say it really fun-like, say it.
2: Age, what is it? Age Patrice. Age Patrice. Age. Age Patrice.
1: Whatever Steffi G will say it a few An times. Age
2: Patrice. you want me <laughs> to hear the Spanish side you, go. you want? <laughs>
1: We'll give you a shout out. So go ahead and do that for us, and also check us out on YouTube because, of course, we're on YouTube. Excuse All right. You. Thank so, you. So this episode, the way we, we the way we left off last week's episode was Jake's being arrested um, while. Page was going undercover, swallowing balloons full of heroin, except for the one that popped, of course, that let the girl OD and die in the bathroom, shoving her body in the stall. And then Jake's being arrested and not being able to follow yeah, what Paige was doing. Yeah, the worst thing that could have happened happened. Yeah, it was not a good situation mm-hmm. at all. Um, so this one opens up with, uh, well, of course, at the end of last episode, the operation with Mike and everyone at the bus depot. The bus depot blew up. Right. So this one opens up with Lawrence and Mike in this like safe house. We don't know if it's like an FBI safe house, but we come to find out that it's a crime house. That Mike has just spirited this guy away right? to.
2: He did a, a nice little Briggs move there.
1: Pretty much, very <laughs> Briggsish.
2: Super Briggsish. And, and you know, Briggism. should we should we name it something every time they start doing dark things that they shouldn't be doing?
1: He's going Odin. He's going Odin. He's going Odin. It's kind of hard to say quickly. Um, So he spirits this guy away to this house, and he's locking him up. And what you notice is he's being nice to the guy, which... You know, you don't really realize how much of a detriment it's going to be later on. But he's Mm -hmm. being kind of nicer to the guy because this is kind of old Mike is like his way of dealing people. He hasn't been tainted by the fact of everyone's going to take advantage of your niceties in this business. And he handcuffs the guy to the chair and leaves for a bit because the guy says, yeah, I don't know anything about the girls. I don't know anything about anything. His
2: interrogation wasn't so successful. But he
1: does find out that there's a leak in Graceland Mm -hmm. and he had a hunch before. And that's why he brought him here without telling anyone. But now he's confirmed when he says, I mean, I already know that there's a, there's a leak in, in the law enforcement. And the guy says, yeah, but you don't know who. Right. So you're like, suspicion's confirmed at exactly. this point. So the next time we see Mike is uh, with Foster. And Mike is just totally down in the dumps because the op mm-hmm. went bad. I mean, everything connected to Solano was this bus depot, which is now gone. And um, let me see here. I do want to say um, about – before we move on from Lawrence, um he does kind of confirm everything that we said last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago was that there was two buses. Right. There was one that the Solano cartel would take and fill with contraband and then once it got in the depot, if there was any like if hotness – something
2: going on, they'd have the other one replace it. So that yeah, if
1: the police loud. were like looking for it, they mm-hmm. would just like replace it with the thing. And he says he doesn't know about the girls. He says that's Carlito's thing and yeah. So that's kind of – it kind of confirms a lot mm-hmm. of the suspicions they had. Um, Mike tells Foster that the law enforcement tips Solano off, and mm. she does not believe it.
2: Right. Am I'm I, still trying I to don't figure like out Foster. If, I don't either, but I'm trying to figure out if she has anything to do with it also, just out of jealousy. And the fact that she wanted to take over the whole operation from the beginning, as if she was trying to hide something. I mean, I'm probably definitely going over the top, and she's probably just being a jealous woman, but... I don't know.
1: You know, I wonder. I do wonder, but at the same time, I also think that it's more of just... Trying to create a contrast between how Graceland works and how DC works. Right. And I think she's not not somebody who's connected with anything bad. Mm -hmm. I think she's just the DC mindset, and we're supposed to see that in her character. Yeah,
2: because she stays in the office. Yeah, so
1: that's kind of like the DC side of Mike is what Mm -hmm. she kind of portrays, and then the Graceland side of Mike is what he's fighting between to figure out. In this episode, he kind of chooses... So it makes him
2: burn inside.
1: Yeah, burn with a fiery passion (laughs) for the Solano. He's going to take them down. Um, Next thing we get, Briggs walking, talking to Mike on the the beach, and uh, he tells Briggs that he took Lawrence, and Mm -hmm. Briggs is like, what? Yeah. Like, really? The things uh, that Briggs
2: knows about everybody...
1: But he trusts Briggs and he tells him that he thinks he knows where that the guy knows where he took the girls. Mm -hmm. So, of course, the next scene we get with Briggs and Mike. All right. What are they doing?
2: He's uh, training Warren on how to interrogate and how to torture people. Oh, man.
1: It's like we saw it a bit in first in the first season with Mike just being uncomfortable with, like, all the torture kind of things going on. And this
2: time it was like a lot. I mean, even though
1: I mean, it wasn't. That terrifying. It
2: wasn't, but he was still hurting someone, and he knew. Like after the fact that he had said, "I was sober for 16 years," he already knows what that's doing to that man. So well, it was torture enough to. Yeah.
1: Was it Mike in the first season that grabbed the guy's arm and put it in the molten lead to clotterize no, the worm? No, he just saw it. Okay, he saw it. Yeah, because yeah, that was like the first season. He was like seeing these things that are terrifying, mm-hmm. but this season, him actually being that was the to and Eddie, yeah. do it. Yeah, Bello is. I can't wait. I hope Bello comes back.
2: Right, because he's chilling in jail right now. He's just
1: chilling. Yeah. He's getting some cool runnings, you know.
2: Nope, this is the first time that Agent Warren does it, which is really sad because you see it in his face, especially since he had to hold the guy down. So it's like you're feeling him. So
1: this was a really effed up scene. If you didn't see it, uh, you should watch the episode before listening to this podcast, of course, because basically we know this whole storyline with Jakes and Lawrence, which I didn't think we knew Lawrence's name until today.
2: Right. Um.
1: And or I guess yesterday if you watch it yesterday.
2: Putting a towel over his head with like it looked like a handle of Gordon's. Well vodka. just the
1: whole the whole um <sighs> the whole storyline with him is that he was sixteen years sober, no alcohol. Mm-hmm. Even though he deals in trafficking drugs right, and girls. So I,
2: I have no pity for him anymore. I know, anymore. right? <laughs> I'm like, go ahead, do what but you to But they do, do make
1: you feel kind of sorry for him, because he's yeah. like, you can tell that like... Because
2: the only thing that we saw of him before was his sad story, Wow, wow, Well, with his
1: daughter and everything his like niece. that. Or his niece, yeah. So they pull out a towel, they pull out the vodka, and they're not going to make him drink it. They waterboard him with vodka.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which honestly sounds like the most... Uncomfortable thing in the world.
2: Right. I have, you ever, throw up while having have you ever have you ever
1: experienced what like it feels like to be waterboarded a bit? Like just in a way.
2: Have you had that experience with vodka? Not with vodka, but <laughs> okay. with water.
1: With water, I know what okay. it feels like. It really? is very uncomfortable. That's you so fe-
2: sad. Why was why it happening?
1: Because I wanted to see what it felt like. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, I wanted to experience it, but like, um, it's literally a towel over your head. Mm-hmm. You're leaned back, and they pour water from an angle. That yeah, lands you can't breathe. Nose. Absolutely, you can breathe. That's the thing. It, it gives it. It gives you the feeling of drowning, and you're breathing fine, and you're basically you're at no risk of dying. You can't drown from it unless they like there's a hole in the towel or something, or the towel's not thick enough. Right. But it's just it makes you feel like you're drowning. Okay. And doing that with vodka, I mean, having anything go up your nose would uh, suck. But right? vodka, go, oh my god! That's that. Well,
2: because he's choking while it's happening. That's a lot to even take.
1: Yeah. It's it. It's. I mean, that would be a really uncomfortable position to be in.
2: I'll do it, too, after this show. I mean, can button. we
1: do it without the towel and you just pour it down my throat <laughs> and then we just party? Okay, Kidding, we
2: don't, don't do that, kids. But Those, this is especially messed <laughs> up because
1: of Briggs' history, okay? With Jangles, Jangles tying him up and dosing him with heroin, and then Briggs going back on the heroin last season. Like, Briggs knows what it's like to get off the horse like that, mm-hmm. so it's kind of so messed up.
2: Well, because he knows – he had to think – it was a tactic. He had to think of something that wasn't going to, like, kill the guy but be bad enough to be considered torture.
1: Well, it's interesting also that we see when Mike comes into Graceland at the beginning of the season, Briggs is back to, like, normal Briggs as opposed to being bad Briggs. Mm -hmm. And as Mike stays, Mike is becoming more Graceland and Briggs is back to old Briggs a little bit more. Every time he works with Mike – Mike depends on him to do the dirty work.
2: Right. And well, I, honestly, I think at the end of the day, it triggers Briggs. It's something that he likes to do. It's his character. It's his persona. Yeah. He enjoys it. It's one of those things. Like, that's the same reason why. I don't mean to compare him to a serial killer. But, there, it, you know, you get a tick and you want to do it again. And so it's like a, an adrenaline.
1: I mean, I've done some things that I'm like, no, I don't want to do that again. So I don't know if that's like...
2: <laughs> no right? Never again. I don't
1: like accidentally hit a squirrel in the road and be like, oh, I got a tick. I want to do that no, again. No,
2: but for those... For people who can... Cons- I mean, he does it a lot. That wasn't the first time. It wasn't yeah. the last time. He's been doing it for years.
1: So yeah, it, it's it is... It's It is really interesting, though, to see how Briggs is trying to like teach Mike that like, look, mm-hmm. you brought me in here to get this out of him. Right. We're not going to take half measures.
2: And, so- and then page is involved so
1: yeah so michael do anything um the guy says that he can make a call he can make a call they only take referrals so he says in call they tell him to make the call and then we cut over before we get in a whole pages side of it we cut over to um sola getting a call and they say it's the boss man
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and we're just like damn it's then, the boss man that means right. he knows everything about the girls if he's considered the boss man over at the the girl orphanage what a,
2: I'm sorry but what a corny name like I don't, like you know the boss man it was just funny it was like kind of whack the I think it was it. just
1: like I think it was just like look it's the boss man yeah we like, just
2: needed to know that it was the boss man
1: yeah right. Um. so uh, do, 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 do. and then
2: it cuts back over and well, he,
1: he m- m- they cut back over, and Briggs tells Mike to just own what he just did. It's like, mm-hmm. look, you've just done it. You've done it. you got to own it. And he says, we're going to keep Lawrence until we get Paige back. Um, we see later Mike is having bad memories. He's having like flashbacks to it. And then he decides while he's doing this, because he wants to feel even worse, browsing through the girls in the site, and then finds Paige's picture. P- Paige's they-
2: helpless little picture.
1: That sad. It was. I mean, how would you feel if, like, somebody you loved was on, like, a sex well, no, trafficking of course. site?
2: I, I completely understand.
1: Do you understand?
2: I don't know, Steven. Do you? I don't. Okay. I,
1: I, I don't think you can, like, <laughs> no. really... You can't really put yourself in that position. It's terrifying. Um... Mike goes back after everything's over with and they get paid. or he smashes his laptop. He really shows, like, mm-hmm. his fury there. And then the last scene with Lawrence is uh, Mike letting him go after they get Page back. So let's go ahead and move into Paige right now. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Paige is in a building that has, like, angels on the side of it. Like, it's got kind of old-school architecture, a- but then it has, like, very modern architecture in some angles. Like, every time they show the building, it's a little different. Um, and, uh, she's on the table while they're trying to get this last balloon out, and they're saying that Carlito might have stiffed them a little bit on one balloon, because they only found nine. We know that one burst in the girl and killed her, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they call Carlito, they don't get an answer, because Carlito's probably being crazy somewhere else.
2: Right, because that's the only reason why she didn't get in trouble for that missing one.
1: Is because they think Carlito stiffed them. Exactly. Yeah. Um... We walk her through this hospital-like place, and you see all these girls, like, through the windows and these cots and things like this. It was very—it was very taken.
2: It was—I was just going to say that. I was going to say it was very—a little bit less taken, but—because they are doped up, and that was— Yeah. yeah. So these are getting ready for it. They're just— they look, like they look like little rats.
1: Well, I feel like the interesting thing about this is that it's not exactly sex trafficking. It's people trafficking. Mm-hmm. It's basically mail-order brides on the really illegal side. Right. Because they weren't doping them up. And they weren't, they weren't. selling it's, them. That's like, how they
2: were getting their citizenship.
1: Yeah, they were marrying rich white right. dudes.
2: And then the chicks have to stay with them, do what they do. They want the citizenship, and that's it.
1: Pretty much. So it's, it's not as... It didn't go as dark... Per se, but it's As still it could pretty. Have th- have yeah, I mean, it's still terrifying. Yeah, it it's just they there. They it was more of a. It was more of a marriage selling thing than it was a, um, like sex mm-hmm. thing. If that makes sense. Um, So, they line her up with all these girls. There's about eight girls. Then to play, basically, they hold them in this room where they can eat cheesy poofs, <laughs> drink orange <laughs> juice, <laughs> and watch TV. Yeah. And that's all they get to do all day.
2: One girl was drying.
1: Yeah, they were drawing, and they, they could read too. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like they're in handcuffs and stuff like that, but they can't leave, yeah, and they don't disgusting. know where they the are. The state that they
2: were in. Oh yeah, know. it's
1: it's it's terrible. Yeah. Um, she sees Lena there and sits down next to Lena, though, and that's
2: where it all starts.
1: Lena's just like
2: like Paige's, she's seen a ghost Paige was invested before and then she was officially like super invested she's like this is my girl that's my girl Lena <laughs> I got you boo <laughs> oh no
1: alright so we come back to Paige in a room and uh, they tell him to get in line they pass out numbers for the girls and they bring in this dude hooded and tell him to basically choose and he's like looking over the girls and he's like we have lots of young girls we have infants it's like what that's
2: the disgusting newborns yeah, he said Ugh. that was
1: messed up and Cage uh, was
2: very smart with that whole biting the inner cheek.
1: Whispers to Lena's like, "Bite your inner cheek until it bleeds." And would you cough have been able to do that?
2: That's what yes. I kept thinking the whole. Yeah, I guess so. Totally. Right? Oh.
1: I mean, yeah, it it would suck, yeah. and you have to deal with it for the next few days. But like. <laughs> I it. mean, in that situation, though, wouldn't you?
2: <laughs> I know, but that response having to do, it's like
1: continue. <laughs> anyway, Um. so she coughs up blood mm-hmm. appearing to the guy, and the guy looks him over one last time. It's just like, I'm passing day.
2: Can you believe that next time? Ah, that's Can you disgusting.
1: believe that they blindfold him and bring him in, and then they let him walk out unblindfolded? I did
2: see that, but the thing is that they were going to put the, the whole blindfold, where he could see the building, he just couldn't see how to get there. So the blindfold would have been back on him before he went into the van. But yes, that was poor...
1: I don't know. Okay, that was... Blocking. Yeah. So is really freaking pissed off at Lena. He's like throwing her against a wall. Mm -hmm. He's really angry and he's like, do you want me to stop being invested in you? Because once I'm stopped investing in you, he basically will kill her and then dump her body in a river and nobody will know who she is because she's in America and nobody even knows where she is right now. Right. Um. So Lena and Paige plan an escape. Uh, after the dude leaves the room, she uses her sel- her uh, like paper to block the
2: the door from slamming.
1: Yeah, the door from shutting. And uh, they're running away. We hear lights turning on, and I'm just like, "Oh man, it's just like Jesse and Breaking Bad." I know. That's exactly oh, what I was psych- thinking. I've of.
2: never seen that, so I don't know.
1: Oh, you don't know? Yeah. Um, he's trying to escape. He jumps on the fence, and then the lights and turn. on. And gets caught super quick. Caught,
2: yeah. With the quickness.
1: With the quickness, yo.
2: I know. Good looking out, viewer.
1: (laughs) And the dude just has, like, a pipe and just smacks your freaking leg with it. I know. That is painful. That was some, uh... What's the the ice skater's name? Trying to reference the Olympic person who was hit with a lead pipe way back when. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, um... I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. So, right after this, we get a commercial break. And what do we see in the commercial break...
2: Aw, Jakes and Johnny, you know, just being best buds, driving their Toyota.
1: I know. And it's like, we're like thinking like, wait, why are they together right now? What's going on? <laughs> why are
2: they so jolly They hate each car? other right
1: now in the show. What's, what's going on? It's like, yo, man, we're going to catch it. Oh, the taco truck. They got the best guac here. Yeah, I'm glad I came here in my Toyota 4Runner.
2: Commercial, remember that. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding I was like, what? It was just very comical. Anyway, we get back to it. It goes from a commercial to, like, back to sex traffic. I know. Or people trafficking. It's terrible. Um, So finally we get everyone on the page. case. This is where everything kind of happens, where Jakes gets his phone call. Team and
2: Graceland unites.
1: Calls Charlie from jail and he's like, hey, have any of you heard from Paige? And she's like, no. And he's like, why?
2: Right. Which is so sad because this is where his tears derive from because he at that moment he was scared that she was gone. So as much as he's sad for her and what she went through, he still could have lost Paige. Oh yeah. And it would have been it would have been on him. It would've
1: been on Jakes? Yeah. I think it would have been on Paige.
2: Well Jakes would have taken the blame. He oh, was yeah. He was the definitely. last person, so yeah.
1: Um, we get this weird split away where you see Paige's face, like, for a split second in, like, the flash. I know. That was it was great. so... It threw me off so much I had to rewind it and, like, pretend that I wasn't insane for a second. <laughs> um, so Charlie uh, thinks that Paige is dead because Charlie and Briggs pull up to the place where the dead body was found. That, of course, was the one who OD'd, who was Anika, which Paige is now taking Anika. on the role of. Anika. Anika, yeah. And uh, really good, a uh, really good portrayal of how... Modern day Americans are
2: right with the guy with the dude, a dude who's picture. just like,
1: yeah, a girl died, and he has like a freaking picture of her bleeding out of her nose and stuff. Like,
2: that's, so that's messed
1: up, and that's how our society is nowadays. Rubbernecking if you see a, if you see an accident, you can't help but watch. And, but like the whole smartphone thing taking a picture—that's messed up. It was anyway.
2: Took a good picture though.
1: So they they find uh, they find his car, they find Dale's car, the truck, and they listen to the tape. And we hear the end where she's being taken, where she's yelling, I'm going undercover as this. And they're just like,
2: man, right? Just follow me.
1: Well, because you never know at this point, like they could have taken her several hundred thousand miles away, Well, not hundred thousand, several hundred miles away at this point. Like they don't know if it's in the vicinity. They don't know if they put her in a truck and then just go across the United States Mm -hmm. outside of their jurisdiction. They can't do anything. So it's kind of scary. Briggs and Johnny, we get the scene with them at jail, at the jail, picking up Jake's And, uh, freaking...
2: And he doesn't even say why, too. Sorry, Mike and Johnny,
1: not breaks and Johnny. Johnny
2: goes, he, he, um, I don't know how to say it, when he, like, he got caught for some restraining order. He said some restraining order. He didn't say it because they don't know about it. Yeah. And he doesn't even bring it up. I'm surprised.
1: Well, Jake's doesn't want anyone to know his business. obviously, yeah. But, like, he's like, yeah, you get busted for some restraining order, blah, 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 blah. And then Jake says something about, like, yeah, well, you were with, yeah, well, we... Who are you on orders from? Because I didn't authorize this. Mm-hmm. And Jake says, yeah, I was authorized by your girlfriend. Well, Paige, Paige couldn't authorize. He's like, no, your other girlfriend, the one from DC. And that's just like so much hostility between Jake's and Mike. Mike is being total dick, as usual this season. What?
2: Watch your mouth.
1: I can call Mike a dick. They are <laughs> okay. ri- writing Mike's character as a dick this season. And they mean to. It's intentional. I know. Because you need to have his discovery you of... just
2: really mean this season. He's a dick. Okay. Yeah. Continue, please. Okay.
1: Would you rather I say prick?
2: No, that's just as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm just trying to like, be nice. Use better words. Okay, but continue. He's
1: a real bad guy. Oh my God. All right. Um. He's so. A jerk. Mike's planning. Everyone's like in the room, planning on where to go and where to try to find Paige. And Mike is just being a negative Nancy. He's just like. Well, yeah, he's well, her. that's could, his boot thing. They had nine. They only had nine bags. Blah, blah blah blah. They would have blown her cover already, and she's probably dead already. Mm-hmm. And we're like,
2: "Way to go, buddy!" Damn, dude. Like
1: seriously, jeez. I
2: know.
1: Like it was just awkward. Like, it
2: always cracks me up when you reenact everything. <laughs> he does. He reenact, everything. He reenacts everything. They do do that, and then he's of course he comes off as the dick. Totally.
1: So everyone's at each other's ho- throats. Um, everyone's just like, we can't take down the guys at the motel because we'll never find Paige. So Charlie at this point is suspicious. Like, where the hell did you guys get this information? Because like you went Smelling, away for an right. hour, came back and you have all this intel.
2: And you smell like alcohol.
1: And you smell like alcohol. Like, what'd you do? Just get drunk and have an epiphany? Right. Like, what's going on with this? Um, But anyway, they they make Mike a cover as like somebody who has had a few priors with sexual harassment or whatever. He's a rich white guy. And he's at this hotel and Sola's driving. They pick him up, hood him, and driving away to to Girlville.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So at this point, it's kind of like... You don't really know what Mike's thinking at this point because he's just really pissed off. Mm -hmm. But you don't know how he's going to react. And it's kind of weird that they put Mike in that position of being the guy who has to go undercover to find Paige when earlier in the episode, they're like, you can't do this. You're too hot. Yeah. So...
2: But he's the white guy. It it has to, you know, fall into a profile. So...
1: I guess that's true.
2: He was uh, his character in Gossip Girl. That's what he was playing. He was like a nice ritual Hampton boy. He did it too well, by the way.
1: So Jake follows him back to the building, Paige is in. Paige is in line, her leg's messed up. We thought Paige might not be there, and then they'd create more drama with, like,
2: them thinking it's the wrong
1: building, yeah. And he's in line, the leg's messed up, Mike and Paige make eye contact.
2: That was the last time she was happy with him.
1: Yeah, the very last time. Uh, He sees her leg, and he is P.O.'d. He's super angry, and we get a...
2: Which I have to say is so attractive. I don't know what it is, because it's like the defensiveness that he has. It's hot. Aaron T. Bay, baby boy, love you.
1: I mean, I feel like everyone should be that if they see someone, like, they I know, know but like, the way he did up. it was
2: just, like, the because fa- he's holding it back, you know? He's
1: like, I want to take this black dude next to me's hand and just shove it down his throat and kill him. Like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, because we don't know the bodyguard's name or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He's just a very intimidating-looking dude. Um we get a commercial break and they come back and the stories have finally connected. We finally have the whole thing with Lawrence and the whole thing with Paige connecting into one Solano thing where they're trying to bust this case wide open. Mm-hmm. Um he's kinda still cover, he's like, Hey, where do they come from? And Sola, which I don't know who plays him. I have seen the actor so many times, and I still can't remember his name, but he always does a good job as playing like a bad guy that's so dislikable. Mm-hmm. Um He's like, oh, they come from storks or under cabbage leaves, and then Mike chooses Paige. He tells I want to go else to the TV. Lena is freaking, freaking out; out. she is yeah. not having it. She's and then Paige. She doesn't know that it's Mike,
2: right? And then Paige um, has her Oscar-winning like scene and freaking out there. Does
1: oh my god! Perfectly when they're when they're in the room together, they throw them in the room oh, together yeah. and they're talking. And he, Mike sees the camera immediately. Thank God it didn't have audio.
2: Oh, I know. That's it's like
1: Paige really. Okay, but they don't have audio and she's like, buy Lena, take her out and then you take me out when you shut this place down. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry Paige, I know you're emotional right now and mm-hmm. I know that you think that that's the right move. What happens if he leaves three days later, you get bought and then you're shipped off somewhere and they never can get you back?
2: Exactly. Well, that's what, that's what was the scary part about it all was just, what if they hadn't just gone to some building and they, they really wouldn't have? What if it was some taken type Ish where they'd go to Europe and then yeah, she'd be gone.
1: But I guess counter my argument for that point is that Paige knows exactly what how the US is. She knows exactly where she would be and things mm-hmm. like that. She knows how to take control of a situation.
2: Kind of, but she's been getting her emotions getting the she's been letting her emotions get the best of her recently. Yeah.
1: But Lena is in a faraway place, knowing mm-hmm. nothing, not even knowing the language. So right, so she needs the help. Yeah. Um, so he's gonna keep the place running. She's pissed off because
2: That's happening and the team's not there. And he says, the team's
1: not there. It's just me. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You want me to buy Lena? And it's Mm -hmm. like, he says, okay. He agrees to it. And then he says to them, he's like, she won't listen to reason, but I like her. Take her. (sighs) I know. And she is just not having
2: it. And it's so sad that she has to get socked in the face and he hears it. Like, that's how hard it was and nothing. Ugh. Paige so I have to say, Paige did well, though. This has been my favorite episode with her, mm-hmm. as far as her acting, because she wasn't the vixen this time. She was just like, she was the victim and helpless. I loved it.
1: She wasn't too helpless, but she was definitely more helpless than usual. She
2: was not comfortable. She wasn't in a hoochie shirt, no hoochie dress. She was just
1: doing what, her thing. Do you agree with what Mike did, or no?
2: What do you mean, taking her? Taking her. Yeah, because she at least she still knows more. I mean, I guess she could have found out how to survive more than the other girls in there but at the same time she's so hot herself what if she did something else again and then they killed her she's lucky they didn't kill her after running right the first time yeah you know so she she again like i said her emotions are getting the best of her she's better out now let her re gather herself and then she can help on the project and then she can get lena out lena at least will be quiet and stay put now and won't be doing anything stupid
1: she'll just be very hysterical and crying right um, so they're back at the motel, and after they leave, Mike's in the car just trying to justify what he did, and saying, like, look, it's the only tie to Solano we have now. The depot burned. But you wouldn't know that because mm. you were on your own little op. And then we don't, like, Solano's gone. Like, we don't know how the hell to get him. Johnny's the only connection to Carlito right now, which they don't even really know how strong that is right now. And we don't really know either because we haven't seen anything. We only right. saw a little bit of Johnny in the previews with uh, Carlito. Um... And he's just trying to justify it, and she's just not listening.
2: Well, you know what's also crazy? Both Mike and Jake's um, got teary-eyed with her. They got really emotional about it. I mean, not to say that they shouldn't have, but it just was surprising because this is the first time for both of them.
1: Well, you also notice what is Mike's main focus for talking to Foster? Is he's fighting to keep this case open? Yeah. What's his, now? Now he's doing that with Paige. Mm-hmm. He's not. It's not. It wasn't an emotional return of. I'm so glad you're safe. I'm sorry I did that, but I have to do that. Mm -hmm. He, instead of taking the emotional route, he's taking the justification route of...
2: I mean, I guess he was just trying to explain it to her because he had to take her, and that was it. But he still feels bad about it because he knows what position she's in.
1: Okay, this is going to come off really sexist, and I don't mean it that way.
2: Go, Steven. (sighs)
1: But, like, if you're with, like, your girlfriend or something, and she's really emotional...
2: You say what you have to say so she can not be emotional.
1: Well, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying... Don't come at it from a logical standpoint. Right. Because logic does not apply when somebody is very emotional. And that applies to really <laughs> oh that God. applies to really pissed off guys too.
2: I'm sure, yeah. So
1: do not try to use logic in a very emotional place because you're basically just telling them they're wrong and they right. know it and so-
2: they Naturally, don't like that. you have to manipulate the situation and
1: – Yeah. Look, let it cool down for a bit before you kind of yeah. jump into the, hey, you are wrong. I'm going to tell you why you are wrong and this is what we're going to do and mm-hmm. I need this. I need to let those girls be mm-hmm. sold because I need to catch this, blah, 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 blah. Bad on you, Mike. Sorry. That was just not a very well-handled situation. Just saying.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, continue. I'm going to get so
1: much hate in the comments that guys. I'm not, you're sorry.
2: you Everyone loves you. Don't worry. Oh,
1: my God. Um, And he says, you have my word. Yeah. What does she say? Your word
2: is ish.
1: Damn right it is. At Graceland, everyone hug- everyone's hugging her. Everyone's happy to see her. Everyone's really sad, though, too. And Mike just walks away.
2: It is. you know, also another thing that I want to say is um the dynamic of the house this episode So is weird. So weird, but good because they're kind of getting close again. They haven't had these family moments yet. And we saw that with Jakes. We saw it right when Paige walked in, Johnny was there to take, you know, Briggs there, Charlie there, everybody there. And then Jakes with that entire scene.
1: Oh man. So let's talk about that scene with, with, with Jakes uh, and
2: shout out to Brandon, Jay McLaren.
1: Where is it? Page good. So he he's just like he's taking it all on him. Like he's like the fact that he got arrested. It's all on him. The Mm -hmm. fact that she didn't have somebody following her with a wire to get her out immediately instead of just letting, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And also
2: she now she is scarred with what she saw traumatized because she had to live it for like a second. And if they don't get Lena back, that's it. Like, who knows what would have happened to this girl?
1: Well, it's that. And it's just like it's. It's a law enforcement officer fighting with the greater good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like the greater good is keep this place open so we can take down the Solano cartel so we can shut down all of these warehouses, all of the drug trade, everything, and save thousands of people who are probably being murdered every day by these people. Mm-hmm. So that's the big – that's the greater good in this situation. Right. But the lesser good is shut this down, place down right away because she knows exactly who is in it because she's so close to it. Right. So that's where her emotions are also getting in the way.
2: I also feel bad for her because when Lena said, where are your people, that's another thing. Because, you know, Mike, in the beginning, his whole reasoning to do it, remember when they were reading his first little letter, is from when they were younger, what do they want to do? They want to help people. They want to, you know, go USA, I guess. I don't know. America. America. Whichever way you want to look at it. And then... Subconsciously, she's going to remember Lena saying this. What's going on? And now Paige is in a position where she could do something, but she's helpless because yeah. she doesn't have enough information. So it's like twisted.
1: So Jake's is he basically walks in and says, "There's there's sometimes where you've done something mm-hmm. that you don't know on God's earth how to apologize, and there's really no way to apologize, but you just got to go in there and try to do it anyway." He has this uh, ballerina music box that uh, of his mother. I, I love this on the on the audience side, and then looking at the looking at like the production side, where they sent people to like uh, like a goodwill a and was stop, like pick yeah. some pick something up that looks like it could be something. Right. But on on the on the on the audience side, it's just like this. Is, he didn't know his mother well. This is just something that she had in her jar. Um I know the th-
2: wonders of backstories.
1: The girl was a dancer, and she's like, no, Lena was a dancer, and we're like, okay.
2: <laughs> I know. No, that was really sad. But I'm happy Jake's felt that's like it was nice to see that side of him because they really did make him so dark so far in this season and we haven't even seen the upside of it except for that little moment where he got the apartment ready for his son, but Yeah. I mean, and- unfortunately this is just continuing, you know, his burden, if you will. Well,
1: but this is the first time we see we see Jake's feeling emotion for something outside of himself. Right. Because it's he, he, he has a tendency to go a self destructive mode when it's anything to do mm-hmm. with his own life.
2: But he knows he needs to be there for Paige.
1: Yeah, because he almost had her got her sold off into sex trafficking mm-hmm. or human trafficking. So and it's like kind I said, of like
2: after getting out she really was checked out like you know you definitely need time to reflect on something like that and just i mean
1: it's terrifying to have your freedoms completely taken stripped away from you right it's absolutely terrifying
2: and the fact that she was violated the way that she was when she was there even with just the picture
1: i mean Mm -hmm. you'll have she'll have some sort of ptsd from that absolutely i mean even people like even like let's say you went home right now and your your apartment was not even like everything was taken but it was just the fact that it was broken into.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. It makes
1: you feel vulnerable, it makes you no, feel like course. you don't have control of your life. Absolutely. And it's just a terrifying experience all around because we're usually it is. feeling that's, so safe.
2: That's happened to me before with some like with someone that I knew and the first I had to go somewhere where I was just like surrounded by people. I needed to be in a full house. Yeah. And like in a room that was like nowhere where I could be you know, because it was scary.
1: Well, it's even like car accidents. You get in a car accident.
2: Exactly. Because
1: of somebody yeah. else. You don't feel safe putting I, your life in somebody same else's Same thing hand.
2: happened to me. I didn't drive for two months after that. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it
1: happened to me last month. I was like. Aw,
2: stupid.
1: Um, so, yeah, it's a really emotional scene. Um, after, At the same kind of time, we get, uh, let's see here. Charlie and Briggs. Uh, Briggs confides in Charlie what they did. And he says he poured his demons right down his throat. Mm-hmm. And he says, I heard him. So uh, Briggs is even kind of conflicted with what he's doing. And Briggs is kind of reaching a boiling point, too, this season because he's already lying about Juan Badillo, and now he's lying to Charlie about um, I- Kelly Badillo being better. And
2: Yeah. I just feel bad about all of this, though, because, uh, man, I mean, I not necessarily—I'm not trying to justify his actions or anything like that, but— it's one of those things where you kind of have to do what you don't know can hurt you. She says it herself. I can't forgive something I don't that I don't know that you've done, or however she phrased it. But that's just that sucks. It, and he's never gonna. I mean, unless he gets caught, why would you ever tell anyone that you killed someone and did all that? Unless it's like a priest and you're asking for forgiveness. Breaking
1: news: Steffi G will never tell anyone that she's killed somebody. <laughs> never.
2: Take it to the grave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I would definitely I'm go to confession. Sure. I would definitely go to
1: it. Well, anyway, he ends the scene with asking, do you hate me? And she says, no, I can't forgive you for something I don't know. Exactly. And now she knows, so she forgives him. Um, Mike and Foster, she asks him about D.C. He says he's staying, and she's like, if you don't come back, you and me are. And Mike's he's like, like, I know.
2: <laughs> with the quickness, he said, I know. He's
1: like, bitch. Uh, sorry, deuces. <laughs> it ain't worth it. Bye, Jess. Get out of here, Foster.
2: Go back to D.C.,
1: I know, right? She's like, I thought everything you'd want would be that director's chair. And he's like...
2: And may I just say that she really, when she was saying all this, definitely thought that he was going to be like, no, I'm I'm following you, baby. Let's go. Let's go back to D.C.
1: I guess she just wasn't as good at Paige.
2: I mean, no offense to the actress, but as far as uh, character-wise goes, yeah, definitely not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Paige got some ish, too, though. Um, Okay, so Briggs and Mike are talking on the beach, uh, Mike is really worried they didn't accomplish anything by this whole series of events. He's just mm-hmm. like, he's done with Which it.
2: Almost, that is actually what happened. So that sucks.
1: So he gets a phone call and he finds out that Lawrence is dead at his own house. And when he goes there, he walks in and he's greeted by this LAPD officer named Sid Markham. And immediately you know Sid Markham's the mole. Like literally, like the, I don't know how they did it. I don't know if it was good casting or the way the actor played it. Immediately you know, okay, this guy's the mole. Like, I wrote that down before they even, like, talked about it later in the episode. Oh, they they meet the mole. Mm -hmm. Because the mole is the first person on the scene where Lawrence is dead. I don't think you mentioned, or Stephanie, your friend, mentioned Mm -hmm. that uh, perhaps Lawrence is not dead and it's not really him.
2: Right, because, mind you, he walks over, only sees that it's his house, his face is taken out, and he never sees any credentials. They don't see any dentals or blood work or anything like that. So he never got confirmation that that was him.
1: I think at this point it's safe to say that he's dead. Okay. I mean, just because I think they really didn't want to have to go into that because I think they were focusing more on...
2: Unless they have to disguise it because if he's boss man, why would he die?
1: I don't know if he was boss man Unless in that they degree. did that to
2: cover him so that he's good. Now he did his style of keeping him safe by setting this all up. I don't
1: know. Maybe. We'll see. I, I don't think we're going to see Lawrence again, though, sadly. Um, so... Until he shows we see up the drop at the gun. end of next
2: season. Yeah. We see
1: it's <laughs> a cartel hit and... um uh, Yeah. So then we get um, Mike talking to Briggs, talking about how yeah it was a car st- cartel-style hit. Mike knows he's the mole. Mike's mm-hmm. like, look, I did a full checkup on this guy. He's part of the. Uh, he's second in command at the GTF, uh, the Gang Task Force. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mike Briggs is like, look, like that's a big, that's a big crew to mess with, like. If you don't know, cops have each other's back, especially LAPD. They're so tightly knit. You go after one, you're basically going after all of them. So to go after one as a potential mole, that's a big deal. It's potentially a career-ending and life-ending deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mike says, I'm going to burn them to the ground. So the GTF, the gang task force, they're really close to the cartel because basically they're the ones who always are investigating the cartels and things Mm -hmm. like that. So they're also the ones the cartel know about. As opposed to Graceland, which is an outside thing where everyone's kind of undercover agents, Mm -hmm. it's not so much on the cartel's radar than the actual... Hey, we're naming this section of the right. police the Gang Task Force. Exactly, and people can find out who is at the head of it yes. and who do we need to bribe to be close to be not in undercover. It. Exactly. So it's kind of obvious that Sid Markham is the mole. So in our scenes, we get Briggs undercover at the LAPD. Mm-hmm. Paige beaten the crap out of that blackguard from the place. I don't again. I don't know his name. Um, and the Briggs.
2: Are you saying this in predictions or what are you talking about?
1: No, I'm saying what the scenes were. Remember, the, oh, okay. she's beating the crap out of that dude who was like the guard with the sex trafficking place.
2: No, no, no. Um, the one that she started punching? Yeah. No. she. Did you just see it was the youngest girl, the one that he... The, okay. The first time around when the guy came in before Mike did, there was a little girl that he was looking at. And before he had picked her, that's when one homegirl started coughing and blood in her hand. It was that same girl that got chosen by another older man. Paige walks up and says, excuse me, miss, is this your father? The little girl who was what, part of the people trafficking says no. She knocks his ass out because what, he bought her. So she couldn't hold back. She just needed to say it, like as far as like you know your rights go. And I thought it
1: was the I thought it was the, the black dude from the. They're the in building. a parking
2: lot. They're outside of a car and they're in a parking lot. And it I know, was like and I thought she guy. sees
1: him and then runs up and grabs. No, anyway, we'll find, find, find out next week. Oh, I don't I'm know. right.
2: I know. I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. I don't
1: know. Um, we'll we'll find out next week. Should we go
2: into predictions then?
1: Uh Unless oh, and we see Briggs admits to wearing a wire. Okay, yeah, let's go into predictions.
0: And now. Your After Buzz TV predictions.
2: You can go first, Steven. Um, Alright, so Briggs
1: is going undercover at the LAPD to earn the trust of Sid Markham. He um is going on an op. He, he tr- says that, oh, I'll go do the undercover thing for you guys. So he walks into a convenience store that's probably, you know, suspicious of doing something or other. He walks in, they ask if he's wearing a wire... Um, what's going to happen in this scene, to my prediction, is that Briggs admits to wearing a wire, and then pulls his gun and steals everything at gunpoint from the convenience store and all the dr- and the drug dealers with the cop, who's probably going to be Sid Markham as his backup. Okay, and he's basically going to play the role of. He's a dirty cop, mm-hmm. and that's how Sid's going to kind of include him in on his thing right, as Briggs being the how dirty good cop.
2: He is, and he's like, "I want you on my team."
1: Exactly, as the dirty cop, and mm-hmm. it's like we could use someone like you on the gang tax ca- task force. And that's how he's going to King-tastic, get involved.
2: Fantastic, in I you're going
1: to say. Um, Paige's emotions King-tastic. are going to get the better of her, and it's going to put her in a very bad position. Mm-hmm. I think she might get shot within the next two episodes. Um, I she think she might
2: just get like the ish bit out of her.
1: I again. think uh, I think Dale's going to be dealing with some more stuff next episode that has to do with his son because his son's going to go back to his house, right? And it's just going to be over and over again with Dale until it comes to a head. And I also think that let's see here, what else? Johnny, Johnny, yeah, that's right, Johnny.
2: He they're looking for his guns and they have him at gunpoint.
1: For his guns
2: some guy with long hair came in he's like where are my guns i don't know so this is like an entire different scene that's going to happen
1: oh okay so something new
2: is going to come into play
1: the no it's it's not new it's old brought back it's okay yeah remember, remember the, the spanish, spanish guns? guns yep the people who sold them to those probably it was like not right? like a sale sale mm-hmm. those guns were probably sold, stolen and they found the dude who sold them to johnny Right And Johnny, and that an dude sold out Johnny, thing. and that's how Johnny is being pulled out for these guns. It is. And that's going to cause an internal struggle between the Solana cartel and those guys. I mean, we're already, already like predicted last week that we're going to see a lot of internal right. struggle between Carlito and his father, which we'll meet next week, I'm assuming, and Lucia as well.
2: Well, okay. I don't have a prediction for as far as what Briggs is doing, but I do have a prediction for... Um, what I was talking about with Paige, only because what they didn't mention, Jake's did end up following Mike. But I think that maybe they're not telling Paige so that she doesn't get caught up in it anymore because she's already too involved. So again, like I said, her emotions will get into the way. I think that they have something figured out. That's why she comes into in to the op when um, they get caught up. And then that's when we see the little scene with, in the parking lot where she says, excuse me, are you the father of this girl? Or is this your father? And she's like, no, and then goes in
1: well I think Jake's followed him to the place because they knew Jake's was gonna follow him because they need to know where the place is
2: well that's my point but I when once they had taken um Paige out she didn't have the reassurance of things gonna get better so now they're gonna create something else again for it to happen I like don't Like another think... situation Whatever, yeah, this yeah, is my, probably, yeah yeah yeah, okay.
1: yeah sorry I was misunderstanding it okay okay yeah all right Cool. Sick. Well, that's Guys, it. thank you so much for watching. This has been the after show for Graceland Season 2, Episode <clears> 6, <throat> The Unlucky One. Um, One last question. Who do you think was the unlucky one?
2: Paige. Lena. Page. Lena, because at the end of the day, she's the one who's still stuck. Really? Yeah.
1: You know, she know, might die? Mm, or maybe
2: it was the girl that died.
1: I think Mike's the unlucky one. I think he's, in, he's between a rock and a hard place. Everything's falling through the cracks for him, and he's reaching at edges that are just falling no, out No, the unlucky
2: one who doesn't get picked. Huh? The one out of the girls, you're the unlucky one if you don't get paid. Oh,
1: you're right. That's the unlucky one. That's yeah. The unlucky who's one. gonna Who's gonna be the lucky one? Who's gonna be? Good call, Steffi G. That's why we have you. Hashtag
2: here. Steffi G, y'all.
1: All right. And uh, on that so note, guys, follow me on Twitter at <laughs> Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Also catch me on the Strain podcast after Buzz TV's after show for that, as well as MasterChef. I definitely recommend you check out the Strain though; it's a really great show. Uh, be sure to go to iTunes, rate and comment, and subscribe again. We'll give you a shout out on the show if you do that. Where can we find you, Steffi G?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Stephanie Giorgi, G-I-O-R-G-I, and on Instagram at Steffi G forty seven. That's with the. Y- as well as on Vine at SteffiG47. And next week, I'll be hosting for The Fosters. We'll have Hayden Beerley in from the show. He's one of the main characters. We're really excited for it. Tune in at 7 o'clock for that. All
1: right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, uh, we will see you next week on our Rightful Time, Tuesday, mm-hmm. or uh, Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Uh, for Season 2, Episode 7 of Graceland. See you then.
0: See ya.